It is Friday the 13th of January 2017 and this is episode 300. Woo, yeah, 300, yeah, of Digital Outbox. Welcome to a celebratory episode of Digital Outbox. We've got lots of specials. No, we haven't actually. It's just a normal <laughs> beginning of year episode. I'm Chris, joined by Ian. Hello, Ian. Uh, good evening, Chris. I, I'm still so tempted to launch into this as Sparta just because we've watched a bit of it, which <laughs> you've never watched. I haven't watched it, but now I have seen a scene of it. Uh, now I'm fully up for... I, I don't know where we're going with this. Where are we going with this? I don't know. Um, where we're going with this is that really one of us, probably me, should have, should have made a bit of effort to, <laughs> to, to celebrate episode 300. But you know what? We're celebrating 300 with a new year. That's what we're doing. Welcome to the new year. And this is welcome to 300. Um, welcome to um, the Snoopers Charter, the return. It's <laughs> about the fourth time we've had the Snoopers Charter on, whether it be their initial announcement, their initial banning, their secondary amends, their initial banning, and then they're sort of sneaking it through. Well, now... Now that they have snuck it through, Europe said, nah, not allowed. Uh, they have said it's illegal for a democracy to pretty much snoop on all of its citizens. Yes, and to show you how messed up 2016 was, the only reason this got to an EU court was thanks to thanks to David, David Davis, mm. who is yes. now negotiating to take us out of Europe, which yes. will probably nullify this decision. Yes, so <laughs> the decision that has been made, no one really knows it's standing because obviously we are moving away from having the European Court of Justice being in charge of that kind of ultimate court. So, so it's all a bit of kind of just pause for a bit and then, then ramp this up. Um, but it kind of, it does also just lead credence and puts it back into the new cycle of it's not, something that any democracy has ever done before uh, and the fact that the European court says it's illegal should at least have some weight but I'm sure there are plenty of people that go oh, I shouldn't be meddling if we want to spy on our subjects we should do that yeah the amazing thing still about this was there seemed to be more um, there seemed to be more annoyance in press about when it was initially in the House of Commons but when it actually came into law nothing it was just like yeah well it got again it got thrown out with a rubbish again didn't it there were some other big stories around at the time that it was actually pushed through and I, th I think the politicians were so bored of um, arguing that they just sort of ended up I mean but just, they just walked into it basically anyway there you go so it's it is back but the Europeans saying it's it's out but then we're out of Europe so therefore it's probably back in there you go summary um police have asked um Amazon to supply them with uh, Amazon echo data from for use in a murder case so obviously amazon echo being an always on uh listener and speaker i thought you were going to say an always on spy there maybe that also uh so yeah obviously it can be triggered at different times and those recorded snippets as it's been triggered uh do get sent to amazon they do stay on your account so um police asked amazon for them they kind of said no but they did give them access to this man's account um and yeah it's an interesting new direction about the data that's stored from your home and your household devices which are often now listening um is that is that fair game can that be can that be used in a case and i think everyone's just saying yeah probably with uh 
with the proper warrants it can. Yeah, and I think I think most folk know that the way the way you know Amazon Echo and Google Home work is that they're constantly listening, listening for the trigger word, and they respond to what you ask for, you know via the trigger word. So it's. I think the only stuff of... that actually gets stored is after the trigger word, though. So yeah, but I, obviously I've... it can mishear a trigger word, and it does regularly. Yeah, I, but I've got—I don't know—I've got—I've got no issue with the concept that yes, these things are listening and are helping. And as we'll see later on, you know, it's it's these seem to be the hot kind of tech thing right now. And, yeah. Um, yeah well, you've had plenty of things in the household that listened before. I mean, hey, if you don't know that your phone's a bugging device, and you haven't, you you know, you haven't lived yet. So yeah, your phone, your mobile, and your digital phone at home, you can easily be used as a bugging device if they want to. Um. So yeah. So I don't think there's anything strange in this, other than it's just. You know, it was interesting that they they figured that there might be some stuff in there that they they want to hear, and um, you know, and I guess with the right warrants, then they should have it. Yeah, and and we saw that last year. You know, one of the big tech stories last year was all that FBI stuff around mm. the you know getting evidence from the phone and Apple yeah. saying no. Um, and I guess that's that that is the angle that is maybe of interest that. You know, is, is somebody yeah. going to hand over data that you maybe think is yours? As um, uh, as they have said, though, that it's interesting, this one, that if you do go and delete it from your account, so you can go and delete all your previously stored utterances, as they call them, uh, and they do get permanently deleted, apparently. So if you go and do that, there is no data. So if you've said something you didn't want to say, <laughs> could near to your hours at Echo, I suggest you go and uh, delete that out now. Apple has also removed... Um, it's New York Times. Oh, it has rather removed the New York Times app from the China's apps. The China. I'm having a few troubles with um, the words at the moment. Um, China's app store no longer you, has the New York Times app. <laughs> but do you know what the reason for that is? What well, my trouble with words? The Donald. So <laughs> the Donald. Yeah, he's. I've been trumped. Um, so yes. So if you're in China, you will no longer have access to the New York Times. This is in punishment to the New York Times publishing stories based on um, some money and where. Well, you know, let's not go into that. We don't want to be banned in China. Um, apparently, regulations that Amazon, uh, sorry, that Apple have sort of cited as being what they need to do, so it's gone. But you can still get other news organizations but anyway in punishment for what new york times published uh, they have been removed and apple's had to comply or it's felt it had to comply to maintain its uh, chinese market yes and uh, i guess shows the power that you know governments still have you know and um, the other one is russia have um... i don't think it's so much the governments have it's it's a country with so many people has that yeah, i don't think well, apple particularly care about the government i think they particularly care about the number oh, of right, people you're right uh, I mean, Russia, Russia have banned LinkedIn, so LinkedIn has been removed from both the Google Play and Apple App Store. Mm. Um, so it, that, that's you're right; it's a country, but it shows, I guess, what how how powerful. I mean, because we, we we congratulated Apple last year for their stand with FBI and mm. you know looking for others to join them, and some did, and some were you know very much on the fence. Um, and I think that's going to become more important as you're going to see a bit of a regime change in America. You know, mm. with a you know a a lot more, a lot more right wing and less tolerant people coming in. Um, it'll be interesting just to see how that goes. But, but yeah, New York Times and the, the, the I guess the worst bit, they didn't really get a, a reason. No, it's they just removed. said they cited regulation and, and basically it's just no. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, Marissa Meyer is resigning from Yahoo's board. So Yahoo obviously going through a hopeful merger with Verizon. And as part of that, um, most of the board seems to be resigning, actually. And she's she's gone as well. So this, there's going to be some remaining bits of Yahoo that aren't taken over by this. Um, but she's no longer going to be part of um, that process. So she's not going to be in that company. No, but seemingly, so Verizon are going to buy what's what, what's left of Yahoo, and the rumor is she'll get a role in that that new company. But the bits that are left behind are now called Altaba, <laughs> which just seems yes, Altaba, 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 Alternate Abba. Oh, hmm. um, uh, I thought Alta Vista when I saw it straight away. <laughs> Um, yes, so that could all be subject to what happens about these uh, data breach <laughs> things that have been going on. They're probably leaving that open. Uh, they probably don't want her if she's a bit toxic after that, if that really does go badly. So we'll see. I, I, I still I still think I need to move my flicker. Okay. Mm. <laughs> um, I, I Again, really horse bolted to... though, unfortunately, but yes. No, but it's it's more that, it's it's more, it's not the, it's not the security angle, it's just the... Principle. Are, are, they, are they going, no, are they going to be good custodians of the service or is it just going to bother? Right, yes, that, and I think that's... it probably will. I, it's been, I think it's been on a bit of a downturn. Like you say, you lose all your metadata and associated links and likes, um, but... And that's, that's a bit, it's like, oh, and, I, and it's like, I'm still, it's, I, I don't know, I don't know what to do. On the fence. Self-host. Oh, it's so painful. <laughs> Uber has launched a analysis, traffic analysis uh, tool um, called Uber Movement. Nice. And basically, they're going to release this to uh, organizations and traffic, sorry, city planners, people like that to start with. But eventually, they're going to release this to the general public. So you'll have access to data around how long it normally takes uh, traffic to get from point A to point B. So because of all their sort of uh, tracking of the drivers that are driving around Uber customers, um, yeah, they know a lot about how people move and how quickly they can get from point a to b at different times of the day and there you go and they're going to release that and, and i'm sure it will drive some pretty cool mashups and i'm sure it's gonna be useful to people i'm pretty sure also that google has an incredible amount of this data already but it doesn't have it as open as a as a you know data api or whatever yeah really good move um can i can i came out of nowhere really and um yeah. anybody can register it's, at first i thought it was just going to be you know, like, um, you know, local councils or, you know, government offices and, you know, officials that could get the data, but it's anybody. So you can, you know, as you say, mash it up. The first three cities, Washington, um, Manila and Sydney. Um, so places that are going to have a tremendous amount of data. It's not going to be like a really, you know, a fairly no. small place with a, a, a trivial amount of data. They're going to be really big data sets. Um, and and I think that's a bit that excites me most about you know about the you know autonomous driving and autonomous vehicles it's not mm -hmm. the it's not that it stops me driving it just it hopefully makes our cities a bit more efficient you know and routes people in different places and says right don't go this way it's it's, it's jammed and sorts out parking a bit more easier there's all all those opportunities yeah definitely no 100 percent yeah cities are, are not ideal places for humans driving cars but they you know they could be much more efficiently managed in other ways and I never. I was just. I was just um, just talking to one of my mates the other day and saying that the last. I, I when I'm driving around Glasgow, I generally don't you know Google Maps how to get home because I know how to get home. But I know how to get home knowing the routes. I know. 
and there was one day I switched it on and it was like go this different way because the way you're going is actually 15 minutes yeah it's going to take a lot longer longer yeah. and I was like really and it, is, it was a longer drive but far shorter and I was like oh yeah, short in time yeah you're, you're the man yep um Tesla has hired Apple's um, Swift creator. So the guy that kind of wrote Swift and a couple, he been involved in um, Xtools and all those kind of things as well in the past. He's been brought into um, as the autopilot software. So he's obviously fairly respected in the kind of programming and not only that sort of programming concept kind of arena and he seems like a good snag. He's been at yeah. Apple for 11 years and now he's going to be uh, part of Tesla. Yeah, I mean, this is a this is a big, you know, a big a big miss, I guess, for Apple because the, as you say, well respected. Swift has has got really, you know, a, a huge amount of traction for a new language. Yeah, hey, I've not uh, used it. I mean, anything Apple releasing that kind of front's going to automatically get traction, but I haven't heard any horror stories, so it must have been a, a good no, job. No, and they're still. I think it was round about I/O last year, you know, Google I/O. There was lots of rumours that they were going to maybe actually. Um, switch to Swift as a as their you know one of their well supported you know it's baked into Android languages but it never transpired so whether that's still on the cards mm. uh, I'm not sure because Apple I guess unlike some of the other things I've done um, FaceTime uh, they, they they did actually <laughs> open source that they do develop it in the open you know anybody can contribute but they've got you know people within their team that are acting as stewards um, so Latner says that he's still going to contribute. You know, as as he as anybody can do. You know, so it's not it's not that Apple or, or anybody owns it and could stop them doing that. Um, but to move to Tesla, I think that's a, a massive hire. Um, Tesla's, I mean, it's you know, Tesla and everything that um, Elon Musk touches at the moment is quite exciting in that industry. There, yeah. he's shoving, yeah. uh, he's risking a lot of money on a lot of quite out there projects, but projects that seem to be working. As in, it's not just that he's shoving money in and, and it's just an empty hole. He's actually you know he's putting things in space he's doing he's doing all sorts of stuff it's pretty amazing uh he is having driverless cars and stuff like that around so they're they're definitely a, a pretty exciting company to go and be brought into i think right now probably probably more so than apple apple you know yep. he was you know he's probably very comfortable doing what he was doing at apple but this this seems that you know that exciting frontier land again where yes. apple no, seems very definitely. much now it's it's the you know you've built your cities and that and you're you're kind of moving on that route anyway nice and, symbolism and, well well the, the other thing that strikes me and you're I mean, you're right everything that kind of touches right now is 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 gold this is really on Elon musk and it's weird because i i used to look at um oh god i was just about to say larry ellison oracle boss and i always thought he thought he was like tony stark the iron man kind of guy but he's he's not <laughs> and his products are enterprising but his you know everything that Musk is doing you know he's flying to space and, yeah there was that time when oracle probably were that company just because yeah, it was exciting yeah. and databases were a big thing right storage of data and massive data was a huge thing and he 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 got a big part of that and, and it's just uh, i think it just shows also like where they're competing right now you know they're not a they're, it's not a car company they're a tech company yeah, yeah totally. That happened to make, make cars. Uh, I mean, he's, you know, he's going on about all these massive battery storage at the, for houses, uh, so that you can actually store all this. The uh, tiles. So I don't know if you saw just before Christmas the tiles that have come out that look like yes. normal roof tiles, yep. but the and and they perform better, and, and it's mm -hmm. just like that is. Yeah, it's clever stuff. Yeah, and there's, I mean, there's another hire just and I tagged on at the end of the article. Um, so one of their main um, one of the main designers at Apple 
as, as just um, the same week this was announced as well. So this was the guy behind um, the Mac Pro, really, um, the Touch Bar MacBook, the original Air. Um, he is now um, with Tesla, and it's all around um, closures and mechanisms. Mm. So again, you know, some just, poaching going on, some big uh, high level poaching. Uh, absolutely, and and I think, I think as you say, uh, Tesla is a big kind of like, interesting thing. It's got lots of buzz. It's got lots of press. Yep. Every time they do something, everybody's like, "Ooh, Tesla!" Yeah, no, definitely. Internet providers going to start sending the pirate emails. So. We have been talking about this in the 300 episodes that we have had. We used to, probably from about zero to 100 in the episodes, we were talking about how these emails were going to get sent out by providers. This is years ago we were talking about this. But apparently it's only just really starting to come in now, even though I did receive one. Um, not for anything. This was ages ago. I'm, I'm sure I even mentioned it on the podcast several times. But, <laughs> you um, have, but I just like... I think I've, ever, I've only ever downloaded like two things. <laughs> and I got a letter um, and... Um, no names should be mentioned, but other people uh, download an awful lot. Th- I'm downloading two things a day. <laughs> and I've never received an email. So anyway, you may well be in line to get one. Uh, these are explanatory uh, and educational letters to s- basically from the government to you with love saying, don't do it. it it's, it's guff. It's the same way that you go and buy a Blu-ray and you have to sit through the kind of one minute you know, preaching about, you know, don't break the law. I've bought, I've bought I've the thing. bought the bloody thing. <laughs> and it's not like rippers aren't going to take that bit off. No. And, and that's about as frustrating. So I can download yes. a ton that will be, you know, more easily consumable and doesn't have your crap adverts that you force me to sit through. <laughs> the worst being things like Disney, where you can't skip them. Don't even let you skip them. Don't even let you hit top menu. You will have to watch this trailer. Ian, Ian uh, get it right from a genuine sight. So the, the is bit that's also well, the, the bit I was just good, and the article touched on it as well is most of folk I know have got Cody boxes now, you know, and they, and they don't download the stream, you know. So the down the torrent downloading market has dropped. Yes, you know, if you go if you go back to the as you said, the, you know, zero to hundred when this was a hot topic, it was all around torrents and it was news groups. A lot of that's you know, most it's gone, but it's it's definitely. <laughs> They, curve they chased it people went for the next low flying you know low hanging fruit it's easy to move technologies yeah. and and streaming made it easily I'm trying was it popcorn theater or something or something like that it was that it was that you just downloaded it and that's you know Cody Cody just it's amazing how many people are like oh, I've got a Cody box <laughs> get no idea that it's heritage or what it is but it's just Cody's turned into a, maybe it's just a West Scotland thing but, but everybody I know has got a Cody box and just um, just watches everything um, mm. for, for for pretty much results. <laughs> yeah. I feel bad for them, man. They're, they're going down a an immoral route. I, 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 I'll be honest, I still have a I, just the, the, I have an issue on quality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of streaming services don't look great. No. You know, and it's 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 fine seeing it's free, but mm. agreed. App.net. Oh we need the course. funeral march music. No, I just think put a glass. Let's have a glass. So app.net, this was the guys that set up a service to rival Twitter. It was a subscription-based service. They said they were going to um, basically make Twitter without all the rubbish that Twitter were putting in around their service at the time. So getting rid of some of the um, badness, making an open sort of an honest product that did exactly what it said on the tin. It died. They're putting it to rest on March 14th. So it died a couple of years ago, really. 
because um, of, of yeah 2014 they put it into maintenance mode I, and and it's funny because I was you know we were, right at the start we said we've done nothing about episode 300 but you did kind of jab me quite a bit when I paid for my app.net subscription like I you did this this isn't going to last Ian <laughs> enjoy it but you wanted to support this burgeoning thing that who knows could have made it but it wasn't it was never enjoy, enjoy your ivory tower to be <laughs> even, even Twitter failing isn't it so uh, yeah uh, so it's uh, they tried it. They did their best. Yeah. You know, they so they, and and I mean, crowdfunding wise, they did, they took in a lot of money and they also got um you know bankrolled. You know, yeah, they got some venture capital. Million. So it's um they've tried. Uh, there's, I, I still and there's a, so there's another Kickstarter that I've, that I've actually <laughs> just just signed up for, <laughs> um, called Micro Dot Blog, and the, the the whole point of this is that you it, you can cross post, but you actually own your content, and I still like that bit of it. There's a bit that I don't like that there's like all. You know, I've got my eight, nine, ten thousand tweets, however many they are. And mm-hmm. They're not really mine. They're not really accessible. And um, I, I, so, how is this yours? So it's on one service that posts to other services, but it's still part of Microsoft. No, no, because you can do things like I can tag it from a blog, so it gives me the ability to do my little micro post on my blog, but also tweet it. Okay. And it might just look a little bit out of context when you just when you just see something like <laughs> your, your cock, <laughs> just with nothing else there. <laughs> I've got a lot to say today. Full stop. So it's just another one of those where I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, have some dollars. Another tech death: the drone oh, called Lily. It's uh, a big one. So this was um, quite an exciting Kickstarter type project. I don't know if it was actually on Kickstarter, but it it was a while back actually, and it was um, basically it was designed to be one of these sort of drones that you just sort of threw up in the air and it would then sort of follow you around taking pictures so kind of like the selfie type drone idea uh, but a bit more substantial than that but it was basically just throw and shoot drone um that has come to an end uh and the company does own uh, sorry owe a fair number of millions like 34 million dollars is owed back to people who pre-ordered and they have promised that they will get those back to people within the next sixty days. Yeah, the, the video, the product looked great. You know, it looked so much better than the drone because it, I mean, the, the, the drones at the time it was like yeah, the DJI Phantom, and it's still, still the kind of same shape today, the Phantom, but this looked a lot more futuristic, easy to carry, um, no having to put props on, and it looked amazing. And that, that whole, you know, the video was, you know, the guy takes out his bag, throws it in the air, and off it goes. As you said, they got an amazing amount of money because it looked, you know, spot on. Yeah. But it's just when you look at the timeline, uh, that's what I was just checking out. Yeah, it was up. a while back. I remember it was we May talked 2015 about it. Yeah. Um, was a promotional video. Um, you know, the drone was launched with pre-order price of $500 and 60,000 people signed yeah. up. You know, so it's a, a lot of people put a lot of money in. Scheduled to ship last february so 2016 i guess because they're citing the fact that they couldn't get any additional funding to get their production line up and running so i guess it goes to show how just how much money it costs to to do this or it says that they weren't very efficient with the money that they had to go and do it but and i think as well i mean you need to bear it i mean so shakes just picked up a phantom and it was fourteen hundred pounds, mm. you know. And this was a this was something that this was a drone that 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 they reckoned was doing everything the Phantom could, but far more elegantly and blah blah, blah all the other different bits and pieces. And it'll have a nap and all that good stuff for, you know, a, a third of the price. So you do wonder if it was just one of those, you know, did did 
they, they, they maybe had a great product, but they just the songs were wrong. I've seen I've seen so many Kickstarters, especially more so recently, who do do a shiny, glossy video, and you just know that they are they're yep. reaching too far. This is an idea. This is not a product because a lot of there are some Kickstarters that turn up, and they are literally we need funding to get our production line up and running. This is how we're going to do it. The actual product is designed. We're ready to go, and this is how we do it. And you can that seems like a sensible choice, but yep. some of them which are you know they're rendered images of products they haven't got yes. any kind of definition of thing the videos you see they're all you know projected images and stuff they're not real stuff they reach and they may have a seed of an idea but the realities of actually making that product work is is beyond a lot of people so there's a lot of people with good ideas they can get funding now they just haven't got the actual you know skill backing or whatever to actually produce things yeah, and I think it's as you say, skill backing, but also making the contacts, being able to go to China and and get to the right, you know, manufacturers that can actually manufacture at that volume at the right quality or the distribution that has to take place. I mean, I bought a camera bag before Christmas, and it was from Peak Design. So Peak Design started on Kickstarter, but they've mm-hmm. done a number of different Kickstarters now, so they're well versed in it. You, you can trust it. But also, I think they're quite open about how they d- develop it. You know, it was weekly. You know, it was weekly um, Q and A sessions. You could, you know, go on YouTube. They would show you their latest designs. You know, to say, well, we've, we've slightly tweaked it, and it, 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 you actually had multiple opportunities almost to bail out and say, mm-hmm. actually, no, this isn't for me. And can I got a lot of trust in that that company and that brand? Um, and I, I don't know if I would go and throw two hundred quid at another bag manufacturer who was just like, yeah, I've got a great bag idea, and yeah. I've got no, you know, nothing, there, just yeah. no track record and. How do you know it's waterproof and how do you know it's you know going to come to the right quality and how do you know what happens after a year and it falls apart? You know, you just... I wonder, I do what, I mean, so they picked all this money up. They must have done something with the money, as in it'd be Made silly. lots of interest. Actually, not nowadays because interest rates are slow, but... I think with that much money, you get a fair amount of interest. But, but you, there's still the fact that, you know, they're you know if they are if they are this i don't know what they've got behind them but anyway there's a lot of money to find in the next 60 days if they haven't invested it then you've got to ask why you know did they do this in the first place and the thing is surely they've stood up a team or paying for a team for the last i mean that's two years yeah you know, that's, so there's, there's that's the dragon's dens always the yeah, dragon's dens yeah. issue i am not paying for someone's salary here i'm paying to invest in a product yes you know you i'm not paying just to pay you some money for the next six months but it's it's, 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 it's I, I think it's, so yes, there's been some amazing, you know, Kickstarters and amazing stories. Yeah. But it's also, there's so much hurt, you know, and so many failures. But that's that's the life of, that's what, you know. It's a punt. You're, you're, you're being a mini dragon, aren't you? You're investing. Yeah, that's, and that's, and that's, kind of, that's kind of where it is. That's the whole point behind it. Venture capitalism is not, uh, capitalist, you know, they, they lose more than they gain. They just hope that when they... Sorry, they lose more times than they win. They just hope when they do win, they win big. Yeah. Um. Okay, Nintendo Switch. So out in March 3rd, which is far sooner than I was expecting them to say that it was going to be out. Mm. Uh, sort of caught me a bit by surprise. Uh, two seven nine ninety nine. Uh, it's going to be the kind of... So we should so we should probably say so they did they did their, their kind of announcement I don't know was it October November time they kind of said here's a switch and here's a video, but this was their kind of bigger announcement. This was them last night. This is what the product two, is. Two yeah. three hours saying, here's the product, here's how it works, and here's the games, and here's how much you'll pay. Yeah, and it, it I haven't really sort of seen I've seen the the Legend of Zelda um, Breath of the Wild sort of clips, and it looks. It looks Nintendo-y, just looks next sort of 
high de- higher definition Nintendo. It looks quite special. It looks yeah, know, yeah. intriguing. Um, it it seemed like they they're regurgitating a few games and just sort of to to flesh it out because there's doesn't seem so much that's out on launch day. No, so so I guess a couple of things that struck me. So the the hard so two hundred eighty quid is is quite a bit of cash. Mm. Um, you know that's that's you know PS4 Pro territory. Um, and you're you're getting a console with thirty two gig of memory on board, which isn't going to hold too much. Um, it's, it, they've went back to physical, you know, caps. Um, the it comes with these two Joy-Con controllers, and it's a six inch screen, which is seven twenty p. So quite a, I guess, quite a good definition mm-hmm. on that that screen, and it's multi touch on it as well. So hardware wise, that's what you get for your two eighty. You get the console. Um, you get the joy controllers and the console plugs into a stand to charge, but also feeds through the TV. And once it's in, it's going through the TV. It's 1080p or up to 1080p. So I guess it's like the um, I guess it's like the Xbox and PlayStation when they say, yeah, we are 4K or we are 1080p. It's like yeah. Oftentimes but, it's not you're scaled up to that amount, but it, yeah. Um, and I think as you say, the the the, the launch titles um, usually usually you get. I'm I'm thinking back to especially things like Xbox 360. Xbox, I mean, Xbox, what the first Xbox? I think I bought four games day one. I th- yeah, I think I, I can't and remember. Then, I, I can't remember whether I went for the six game pack. There was certainly a lot around. Yeah, and Some then a couple of weeks cross. afterwards, I think I picked up another one or two. Yeah. And then when they did all that nonsense around, the, remember they they dropped the price. They dropped the price, and then they they gave they you credit. Gave you didn't two they? games, yeah. and I was like, I'm struggling now for games yeah. because I've actually bought that. You That's know, it. I've got everything I wanted. Now I'm having to get the, the stuff that I didn't really want. Yeah. But but with but with this, um, you're basically getting so launch day you're getting five games. So you're getting Zelda, um, which by all accounts, you know, I think it's a game everybody's waiting for. It's the, the kind of what was supposed to come out on the Wii, and it's also coming out on the Wii. So right. like a okay. lot of people. Okay, are, interesting, because that's yeah. yeah, that's a bit cannibalization, isn't it, of your own sales? Yes. Yeah. So a lot of people are saying, actually, I'm not going to buy a, you know, a. a Switch. But it'll depend what it looks like on the Wii because it does look Absolutely. it does look pretty on the Switch and it's Super Bomberman R. So Super Bomberman it was my I loved that game at uni. So there's, there's definitely I've got a lot of emotional attachment. I saw Super Bomberman. I was like, oh, there's Super Bomberman, yeah, fantastic. But I've played it several times since, and it's definitely pink glasses, you know. Yeah, uh, Just Dance, not interested. Um, some game that I can't see because text too small, and then one two Switch. Which I've seen some people. Um, de- so there's one I, I retweeted it earlier. Shaq just retweeted it now as we're podcasting. Um, um, you can use the two Joy controllers to play a, a, a work in conjunction with each other to milk a cow, and you've got to do milking actions <laughs> <laughs> to milk. And it's like, okay, that's got really. Um, so and and so uh, other games talked about. So there's other a couple others in March. There's Mario Kart and Deluxe in April. Um, spring, there's a few coming out. Um, holiday is Super Mario Odyssey, so it's a Super Mario game. Uh, original title Splatoon 2 um, is in summer, and I just saying 2017, you're also getting you know, FIFA has been committed. Um, you get Minecraft, you've got it's, Street Fighter 2. It's interesting they're doing it now, and I think they are doing it now because obviously we've got a Scorpio coming out later this year, and um, who knows what next for the PlayStation, but I'm guessing they're thinking. Because it just feels a little, it's a bit of a non-time for consoles, and I guess that's what they're trying to feed into. It's yeah, just... but also it's it's a really weak-looking launch 
Mm. title and even just for the rest of the year it's, it it's feels just, like they've had to rush it a little bit maybe it feels really weak mm. um so a couple is another thing that's surprising so the, it was a tweet last night that's saying games are 60 pound yeah um and certainly looking on amazon this morning zelda's 80 pound wow uh, yeah that's a lot of money it's, it's a lot of money um so the, the other thing that i think a lot of people were disappointed with was just the price i think they felt this is a lesser console and so, you know, shouldn't be up at that three hundred pound mark. It should Nint- be. Nintendo's always been a fairly expensive for what it is because they know that they've thought out the whole product well. There's and a, I, that's fair enough. Uh, yes. Another the other thing I've always thought about Nintendo is because their games usually their their first party games, you know, their, their exclusives that are only on that platform are so well regarded yes. they can usually get away with that they can sell x amount and... by just selling mario and they can sell x amount by mario kart and the but, and Zelda. but that's as each generation's gone on that's diminished you know so you know snares and going forwards a lot of love for those platforms but but the wii again a massive spike for the wii a huge spike you know that outsold everything it was massive but how many people played it for a week and it just you know that was it. You know, there was lots of hardware bought and not a lot of games bought. Um, they the still U, won that console round for the amount of money they yeah, made. But the Wii U, to me, yeah, if you yeah, look at death. it, so yes, there might be some great titles on it, but a disaster. It was, you know, if, from a so maybe that's what they're trying to move on from that and try and make and some I, money. I think this is a potential to be another disaster for them. I mm. really, I really do. Um, the the Joy Cons that that, that kind of unplug. That they, they explained us a bit more on on those as well, so that it's got um, they do motion, so you can actually use them as a bit mm-hmm. of a Wii controller, and they've got infrared sensors as well, and they do rumbles for things, and there's a camera on one. You can take screenshots with a media button, so there's actually a lot packed into these little Joy-Con mm. controllers. Um, but again, they're quite quite expensive. Also, they're going to do an online service, but also charge for it. So the first few months. They're saying it's free, but in sort of later, you know, autumn time, they'll start to charge, which I, again, think is a tough sell for a lot of people. Um, so Depends how good it is. <laughs> it, it does depend how good it is. And they um, have got the unique selling point and the fact that you can take some pretty high-quality games on the run with you. So they're saying about yeah, yeah. three hours of battery running at fairly high quality. So, um, yeah, which isn't, isn't for, much... if you're taking lots of flights, maybe it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, uh, no region lock, which I was surprised at because I thought the cartridges that would be a, a, a kind of fallback to the yeah, let's region lock it and punish everybody. And I wonder, I wonder how they're going to cope with that, and I wonder whether that's why we're seeing so few games. It's the fact that developers have got very used to being able to now release something and then fix it, whereas in cartridge days, if you go out with a bug, a fatal bug, that's it. The game's done i mean and they, and I therefore the, the testing regimes they have to put these games through and it's because of online it's not like the old days where there were if there was a sort of weird glitch or bug you could you know hump the game with yeah but I'm no thinking, one found about it i'm thinking you're going to be on a cartridge and install it and there'll just be lots of updates you think it still have over the air where was that going to get stored yeah, but, well, you got a 32 gig, but also as an sd slot so lots of people are already saying you just need to buy a, as big an sd card as you can and you think that's you think they're going to store updates to games on that? I I I. No, it's the same way. If I buy, I mean, if I buy, if I buy Halo Collection, you know, on a on a Blu-ray. Yeah, but in the old console games with the cartridge, we never did that. You're just saying that no, they're just know, using the cartridge I, I in think... place of a CD. Yeah. But that means, but the CDs they get fully downloaded onto the game, and that's why you can patch them. But I 
Okay, well, I let's know. see I can't, what happens. I, can't, I, I, can't, I just can't see them putting a game out and, and not being able to... And even the other bit I can't see is not, not being able to put a game out and also do things like downloadable content, change it and do things. I just think they'll, they, they, they must... That's what it used to be. That's what it used to be. I know it did, but but if they, see if they're doing that, they've got no chance. Yeah. Absolutely zero chance. Like I say, the amount of testing you needed to do in the old days to make sure. Oh, and the games are a lot simpler at that then. A lot, yes. lot simpler. Yeah, yeah. All right, so, so we've... Oh, so, so pre-order started this morning. Oh, there you go. Are have you, you Have you pre-ordered? Is this something you would buy? No, I don't think so. I want, I'm interested to see what Zelda's like. Uh, I'd be interested to play it. I just not i'm not 280 pounds interested plus the rest especially when games cost that much so yeah mm. no so uh, no basically <laughs> that was the long and the short answer um ces is you've always missed, you've missed a trick what you didn't ask me i did i did you didn't say anything i said have you pre-ordered oh i have did you say you have yeah <laughs> did you have you genuinely Genuinely, yeah, it's seven o'clock this morning. <laughs> just because, it, because, and is that just because it's this hole in this console? Um, uh, no, it's because it's because I can cancel it. So I just thought, yeah, get, so get, get in the queue. Yeah. And uh, there, there is a bit of me that kind of wants to play a, a Zelda and Bomberman again. And I know it's rose tinted glasses, and I've got, I guess, six weeks to to say to make it. Plus, you're a rich person anyway, so it's fine. Oh, that's harsh. Well, you've got disposable income. Disposable income. I know, but I could go and buy a camera lens. Let's let's, let's face it. If the Zelda game's good, then it could just be worth it anyway. But it's a say. It's a lot. Of, it's a big punt at the moment. Wait for the right, reviews. It is a big punt, and it looks. I just. I, I think it's. I think it's priced badly. I really do. CES. This is the start of every single year, and this year is no exception. So we've always got some bits and bobs that we can talk about in our first episode back around CES, and and normally it's like that. Nowadays it's like the trend of things. So a couple of years back it was 3D TVs, and they died when everyone said they were going to die, and they did. Uh, then we've got we got into massive TVs now, and and OLED, and now now it's sort of more about well, this year's all been about AI basically, and. The direction where they're shoving AI in everything, whether that be cars, speakers, home kit, stuff like that. So that's kind of the trend of it. Um, but it, interestingly, it was kind of notable that there's very few UK firms there in comparison to other, you know, uh, technological company uh, countries, basically, or people who are interested in that kind of tech science idea. Um, and it's being blamed on the fact that our government doesn't support people coming out to uh, CES, um, whereas other countries do actually help companies get out there because they realise that it's an important place to send companies when they want to make deals, find orders, show their products off in a you know alongside all these other products that are there. Um, but we don't really support, and and it's been kind of noted, and it's a bit of an they they've called it a bit of an embarrassment that. That UK don't really get represented there, and and a loss. It's a loss to those companies. And this was from the kind of guy that, that heads up the the, the he, he was the the chief of the organizer. So Gary Shapiro, who kind of you know does his little keynote at the start of it, and um, he, he was just saying it is a, a source of embarrassment, and you could compare it to France, Netherlands, Israel, who are always cited as you know tech incubators and i know london especially always tries to now say we're a tech incubator and we've got a massive amount of investment and um, but the government the government's not 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 backing it and there was there was one comment about how 
you know, when they asked one of the ministers, it was um, they can get approval to go to South by Southwest, um, but because it's Las Vegas, it's almost frowned mm. upon. It's almost seen as a bit of a jolly, you know, rather than you know, treated as a serious event. And I do wonder also, in some ways, I think, and I think we've seen it over the years as we've obviously covered the other people covering it, there seems to be less big, important announcements at CES. And it's more... Yeah, I think... I'm, I'm not saying it's yeah. not important, but it's more... It's almost like it's all IoT. It's all internet of things. It's all wearables. Do you think and that's partly because there are so many things? Like, you know, I, I not so know. many years ago, we there was more things that were exciting rather than... Because at the moment, you get loads of handsets you get loads of you know stuff that we, we used to be that ces you just had a list of different mobile phone handsets now they come out so regularly and often now that we don't even notice when new handsets come out I we think, don't we don't cover it yeah, we don't touch on it no i think there's a bit of that i also think there's something about that the the big brands want to own their own message and it just gets lost there's mm. so much happens in ces that 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 I mean, if you look, so I, I tried to, so usually you think back to when I've put in, you know, I've done all the show notes stuff, there's a Samsung and there's a this yeah. and there's a Dell and there's a Sony. And, and this year, although they, although they did announce stuff, it was all a bit meh. And, that, was a, and like you say, maybe they, because they prefer that whole, we're going to do our own keynote, we get more attention, we get more. Yeah. Uh, so uh, so I, I put down, I, I pulled out like three, three things or four things. And you know, one of them was NVIDIA. Yep. Just because if you look, if you looked at where they're going and also where their chipsets are getting used, it's no longer, you know, oh, and, uh, you know, it's a graphics company and that's mm -hmm. it. You know, they're in a, a, autonomous vehicles, you know, the amount of grunt from their CPUs is, you know, their GPUs is amazing. Um, they're into AI, they're making it easier for gamers to stream live to Facebook and streaming. And you yeah, you just... watch a lot more streams than I do, gaming streams, but it's a, it's just such a massive, massive market, yeah. And 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 it was just it was a number of different things where they were delivering, and also if you look at their stock and share price and also the market share, it's just it's just amazing. You know, it's it's, it's almost like a sleeper hit. Although yeah. although everybody's known Nvidia for obviously you know a decade or more, it just seems to be that they were one of the they're kind definitely of big hits. diversifying, aren't they? With the, the Shield, it's a four K little streaming box, and will actually take on yeah. things like Netflix. And actually, people have said that you know this is this has got potential. This one, it's it's powerful. Yeah. It's hooked up to all the different providers that it needs to be hooked up to, and it's nicely made, and it's got a good interface and all that. So they seem to have made a good product that certainly got good reviews or good feedback from it. And they're also doing the whole PC in the game thing. They're realizing that, yeah, we sell all these chips and stuff, but why don't we offer that as a cloud-based service so that people who can't currently uh, run games can because they can do it in the cloud. And we've we've poo-pooed that before. So there was... Um, totally. Gosh, what was it? Was it on... On something, on Connect? I was it? going to say on digital. Um, Maybe some, something they got. On live? On live. Yeah. And we poo-pooed it and it launched and we tried, I mean, I certainly tried it and it was like, there's a bit of like here, you know, and yeah, and it just didn't feel, just didn't feel. They got further felt... than we ever thought they would, but Absolutely. then it did they get bought right. by BT, I think, something like that. Yes, um, bless. <laughs> but it, so so yeah, Nvidia are launching it, what they're calling GeForce now. So basically, you know, the grunts in the cloud, and you can you can and use the internet's the... probably fast enough now to le lessen that lag. And also a partnership with Audi, you know, for AI. You know, so uh, that's one thing that CES is massive for at the moment. It's cars, cars, oh, and car yeah, yeah. announcements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so I just thought, you know, Nvidia were just like, yeah, such a almost like a really big hit. And then 
so the next the next bit I've stuck in was just around Lenovo and mm. and Lenovo they've actually got a really big market share on the PC side, you know now. But the thing that struck me so there's a holographic VR headset, you know, and everybody talks about Hololens, everybody's talked about you know all these other providers, but there was one Lenovo and it was a lot more it was a lot more cheaper price, you know, and the resolution on it looked you know pretty good, but it was a prototype. So another one that's you know it almost ticked the CES box of. This looks really good, but it could be vaporware. You <laughs> yeah, know, we might just... never ever see it because yeah. how many Microsoft products? But like I say, it's interesting they're going down that route. Yeah, and absolutely. they're pre- presenting these things, uh, and it was kind of PlayStationy and look. I would say looked. Yeah, yeah, the... yeah. It looked. Um, I, I guess better designed. Yeah, which know, is the... yeah. I was going to say that that has gone down as being one of the best received as far as design. O- Oculus and Vive are a bit industrial, mm-hmm. you know, and the PlayStation was much more consumer focused. Yeah. Um, they had uh, an Amazon Echo lookalike, and this was almost this was like day one. So at the time, I was like, "Ooh, there's this." So there, it's um, better speakers. It's got um, it's got Alexa um, all built in, and it looked looked fantastic. But then I guess what we saw from the rest of CES was Echo was everywhere, mm. or, or sorry, Alexa was everywhere. Um, it, it was just baked into everything. It's baked into cars. It's baked into in in know, the Amazon type products. the Amazon type way. They've clearly made the API access uh, fairly straightforward and you know accessible. So well done Amazon for doing that because it's clearly easy. I don't easy even for people know if that. that's free. I don't even know if they charge. I think they've just kind of made it. Total. It doesn't matter as long as it's a fully fledged service that the people can hook into easily. That doesn't yeah. matter. So Volkswagen and Ford, yeah, um, are both Massive, add, yeah. adding. Are, are both adding Alexa. Now Alexa, we've both got a an Echo, and it works really well. See, compared to, and I've I mean, I've got voice. I've got voice in my car, and it's amazing when it works, but it's so hit and miss. And you think you're, you th- and, and maybe it's a more challenging environment because there's so much road noise and other yeah. things, but but I don't have that hit and miss yeah. with the Alexa service. So it does I'm understand a, a bit, what you're saying, even if it can't come back with the answer yeah. that you want. Yeah. But even just trying to, you know, just call my mum. You know, the amount of times it'll pick somebody totally random, and it's yes. always it's always different people. Yeah. So it's it's, it's parsing the address book, and it's like, how are you how are you getting that name from what I've just said? Um, I am. Interesting that Google seem to have their their product Google Home whatever it's called or Google Assistant is only out in the US and I was quite yep. surprised when I looked that up because they're missing a they're missing the boat and it's unlike them to have a product in America and not in the rest of the world. But, but Amazon so Amazon started the same so Echo was out for a year year and a half before it came anywhere else. Okay, so yeah, yeah, maybe that is just the fact that they did release this product. Like maybe they just didn't see this as the product until yeah, I, until suddenly I, it caught, caught e- fire. Echo's, the Echo has been, a, to me, has been a, a, an unexpected hit. And see, see if you look at this. So the, if you look at um, a couple of people, just all you had to do was look at, it'll be the same in Google Play, but I've, I've always got an iPhone. You, you looked at the app charts on like December 25th mm-hmm. and 26th, and number one and two were the Alexa app and yeah. Fitbit. So they were clearly the, the right prices big, at the right time, yeah, catching the imagination. And the Echo yeah. Dot, I mean, fifty quid, fifty quid. You yeah. can, you know, is and and when the one integration I'm interested in seeing is Sonos. I've already said they're going to integrate, you know, Alexa. So which is great pl- for Sonos as well. Plug in your Echo Dot, and then you can just start to. And so I'll I'll pick up an Echo Dot just for that. Yeah, you know, just to sit in the office. So the, the amount of different places where you you saw. Um, Alexa getting talked about to me that was the other massive hit you know it was Amazon have just got a 
and it was uh, Ben Thompson. Uh, I'll, I'll find the, the post and put it in the show notes. But he did a great post just about how that's a that, that they've all, they've got a conversational operating system and they're leading the way. Yeah, you know, and and it totally kills Google because you don't Google search anymore and get adverts. <laughs> you ask a question and you get the answer, and there's no adverts. Mm-hmm. So Google's, you know, if you look at so, and it's not going to it's not going to switch Google off overnight. And obviously that's why Google's got Google Home, but then and Microsoft are doing stuff with um, Cortana, and then you just look at Apple and think you're nowhere, you're nowhere in any of this. Well, we don't know that they're nowhere; they just don't present themselves as being anywhere on it. No, it just it just it feels like they're, they're and even then, let's see if they did bring something out, it would be three times the price or twice the price, and it, yeah. would it offer anything different? You know, and I just, I just think people still buy. It. <laughs> Uh, probably, <laughs> but that's because I'm rich, as you've yeah, just pointed out. Horrendously rich, dripping in cash. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> feels like it. So yeah, that was um, that was CES. Right, uh, but there was one last little bit. It was HTC. So okay, there was yeah. rumours that they were going to do a new Vive, which I think would have incredibly hacked off mm. anybody that's bought a Vive. Yes, both Oculus and HTC have got to be very careful at the moment. Yep, because it's a, such a big purchase, and if. They, if, if you know, if just one year later they said there's a new version, I, I mean, I don't know how you would feel. Uh, I, I, yeah, pretty like, oh, that's not long enough. Yeah. Um, so there was rumours that they were going to bring a new one out, but instead they brought out a number of add-ons. Um, so there was a 360 sound, there was um, a glove, there was a, a an attachment so you can attach it onto things so it can get tracked from the trackers. Uh, and the one that was interesting was actually a, a, a wireless capability which I didn't think would be possible, but everybody that tried the demo says it worked really it actually well. Actually worked well, yeah. So, they're um, they're going to redesign their ones as well, I believe. Um, so hmm. they're more like the the Oculus controllers, which are a little bit the way they're lighter. They're more streamlined. They're a bit yeah, a bit more usable. I think it's just the um, I think it's just the fact that we're out six months ahead. Yeah, you know, it's just probably just that evolutionary thing. Where Definitely, you just get a, you just get a bit more design time. Yep. You know, make it a bit sleeker and and, and learn from it. So and that was and I know there was lots of TVs and I know there was lots of other things, but but I was struggling to get much more out of CES this year. Yeah, there were. And, and interesting, I did look at the TVs. <laughs> I've got them on the brain at the moment because uh, there was. I was sort of look. I just kind of had a big summary of what was the best TV at, at CES, and and a lot of people said it was it was. Um, I think it was an LG. I could be selling that short. I think it was an LG screen. Very, very thin. One of these ones with the... It's got all the kind of ports and stuff in a soundbar. So the, the actual screen itself yep. uh, is OLED. And it's very... I think I said it was sort of five millimeters thick. So it just... Yeah. They said when you put it on your wall, it feels like more you've put a window on your wall rather than actually yeah, a device. I saw somebody describing it as like you have just hung a poster. Mm. It feels like, you know, you've, you've hung up a picture. It's that thin. Yeah, it's this OLED amazing contrast screen. And that, those sort of things are exciting, but, you know, we, they'll be talking five grand for those kind of things. So it's, it's a lot of cash. Um, but yeah, but TVs have, are still do- happening, still a thing. Oh no, definitely, and I do like the concept of I, I do and I don't. I like the concept of the, I guess that kind of breakout box. So I've got mm. that with the Samsung I've got, and the nice thing is, seemingly every um, eighteen months you can just replace it, and it's about a hundred pounds, and it does give you the HD, HDMI yeah. standards mm. and all that kind of stuff. So they 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 bake all that into that little box rather than it getting baked into the TV and the screen. Yeah, one thing I did think was interesting, the, the, this this screen has to be wall-mounted because it's so thin that it, it cannot it support be, itself yeah. on a stand. And and that's kind of, in some ways, that's 
that's taking it too far, really, yeah. because it's now meaning you have to wall mount it. You have to have a flat screen, and your living room has to be set up in a set way just to. And that's that's not going to work. I'll be honest, it's not going to work for me. No. I'm not in a position where I can go and wall mount it just the way the the room layouts are. Well, I, mean, I could do a... it. <laughs> I don't need to, but I could. Yeah. I, yeah. OLED does excite me as far as just. The, the, yeah. It definitely is the. That's the standard. That that's like the one where you know you know if you've bought that it's like you're going yeah. to get an amazing amazing picture and you know you've got you're dripping in cash like like he is uh, i can't afford an oled right <laughs> so that's our podcast for the, the first one number 300 it's been a bumper one 51 minutes so far um but do we have a pick do you have a pick that you want to add in um have i got any apps <laughs> the answer is yes but i'm no i've no pick no, okay <laughs> I'm gonna we're we're gonna move into Overwatch, so we can might feedback on how I'm finding Overwatch over the next. Few I'm loving I'm loving that your potential picks as a Euro game. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but it, you know, I, I I was we were just talking before the podcast happened, and I was I'm looking for the next kind of challenge. And Overwatch, I bought it, and we I think I played it once or twice. Uh, anyway, I went back to it, I reinstalled it, and I have to say it's one of the best presented games as far as interface how it works and functions and easy to get into stuff and who knows maybe we'll just play it one more time but um nevertheless i will feed back on a year old game <laughs> clearly clearly when i said that we didn't have any kind of retro stuff for our episode 200 <laughs> <laughs> little did i know that one of your picks was look there's no there's no reason that you can't do a review a year after games be released just no reason i don't even know when it came out i don't know it probably was a year ago anyway um if you would like to find out more about us in the meantime, digitaloutbox.com is our website. You can email oh, no, us. Oh, it's only me. Oh, it's we're virtually current. Info at digitaloutbox.com is our uh, email address, and we're on Twitter as digitaloutbox. Um, I am on Twitter as cheesy UK, and my blog is academyracer.co.uk to follow along with any racing stuff um, that I get up to. Ian, where do we find you? My blog is ind.net and I'm on Twitter as Shripa and I'm on app.net. No, <laughs> uh, and you've you've been making some updates to your blog recently. You've got some posts. I've I've put a couple of things in. Yes, um, I did look back on ten years of iPhone. Yeah. Um, so that's I, I, I still best keynote. Just just by, by far. I just think that that first iPhone, the keynote, the launch. Even though I didn't buy it, best product launch. It had everything, didn't it? It just it, it had such a jump and everything else. You know, it was just, it was just like, I, you know, it was like. I remember just, the first time whoa. I saw Kev's Tomsitz iPhone, not long after it just got released, and I was like, wow, look at that. And yet I still How didn't buy How teeny tiny they are as well when you look back. Yeah, yeah. But I still didn't buy one because they didn't have 3G. Yes, they, point, they I was did. Convinced in, that... in Apple ways, that they hit so many things that they missed oh, 3G. Yeah, yeah. But, and almost deliberately, so they, you'd want to get the new one when they actually came out with 3G. I, I, and you know, I, I guess somebody will know the story. I still wonder if it was patents and and technology yeah, and how much they could bake in, and um, they just went with that. Anyway, they clearly been a success. So what do we know? <laughs> exactly. Thank you very much for listening, uh, and thank you for joining us for another year. Uh, here's to the next three hundred. Speak to you later. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>